I'm back. I lied. I ain't leaving you there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they jump around a lot. Okay. Leaving him. Okay. J Joey being a natural. Okay. Luke breaks into Stevens. Luke lacking money for a place to Okay. Abigail, Luke. Okay. I lost my place. Joey flees to get high, and Luke falls to get her back. Child Luke encounters the ghost of an abnormal tall man to get his bowler hat back from him. Luke finds Joey, but being feelings and colds and stiff. Lacking money for a place to stay, Luke breaks into Steven's apartment to steal items to sell, but is caught by Steve, who gives him money. Joey steals the money and flees, and Luke is mugged, leaving him wondering with the hatting ghost following him. Luke calls his cross-workers, co and she and Steve find him and inform him that Neil committed uh, his past. Realizing he has been feeling Neil in his death all this time, Luke's state isn't bad. Okay. Childhood Neil is tormented by an aberration she calls the bent neck lady, a ghost with a broken neck. Adult Neil sees a sleep technological list author for sleep paralysis. Oh goodness. The two fall in love and marry. Author tragically suffers a brain aneurysm and dies, and the Batneck lady returns. Neil begins to use her medication less and less. In her broken state and convinced by her therapist that Hill House is just a normal house of a house and not the haunted nightmare of her past, Neil travels to the house. She sees it as it was in her childhood. Fully renovated with her family and author present. This, however, is an illustration. The house is derisolated and abandoned in reality. Neil is led to the spiral staircase where she puts a nose around her neck, whistling images to be her mother's locket. She is then pushed by her mother's ghost, breaking her neck. As Neil dies, she travels through the past, revealing that she herself was the bet neck lady and has been haunting her younger self all along. How does that even work? That makes no sense. She was her own ghost? Yeah, okay. Sure, makes sense. Why don't you? The episode alters between two storms. One, the family experience in the past at Hill House. The other in the present, the night before Neil's funeral, with the Crane family meeting at the funeral par parlor to view her body finally together in the same room after years. At Hill House, Neil goes missing. Olivia sees spirits and, 
enters a fugitive state, acting strangely. Neil reappears, shaken and states that she has been right there in front of the family the whole time, yelling that they can't see or hear her. In the present, as the cranes argue, odd things happen. Steve sees the ghost of his mother. The power goes out, and someone places buttons on Neil's eyes. The family demands answers from Hugh about what really happened, leading to confrontation. Shirley catches Theo and Kevin together in a storage room. Neil's coffin falls over by itself, starting, startling the cranes into shock. Neil's spirit, as the Bet Neck Lady is present in the room the whole time, though no one sees her. That gotta be annoying for a ghost like, hello, I'm here. I'm the person we all been looking at for a while. Apparently I was haunting myself. How does that even work? It is revealed that Hugh often talks to Olivia like she is still there. He's able to make amends with Theo, who says she should have reached out to him. During the funeral, he tries to reconnect with the rest of his children. In the past, Hugh assesses the house for storm damage. Mr. Dugley assists, revealing some history of the house's previous occupants. Mr. Dugley suggests that Olivia needs to spend time away from the house, revealing why he and Mrs. Dugley never come to the house at night. Hugh and Olivia agree. She needs to spend time away with her behavior becomes more disturbing. Hugh uncovers the body of William Hill, the original owner, who had bricked himself up inside the house's walls. What kind of crazy? What? Okay. I'm just reading this with you, and I'm like, he literally bricked himself in the house. Like he trapped his own spirit in that house. How disturbing do you have to be to do that? Else it's a little weird. Up, okay. Who had bricked himself up inside the house's walls. So did he brick himself, like, did he know he was getting sick? Or did he just like decide, I'm going to put these bricks here and now I'm here. And did he just let himself die? Like, how does that work? The way it's phrased does not make sense. Olivia's ghost attacks Luke, then Hugh and Theo. Luke goes missing after the funeral, stealing Shirley's wallet and Theo's car. Stephen and Hugh drive around to find Luke. Stephen believes the family's issues are mental illness and explains he underwent a something to avoid spreading his family's sickness. At the funeral parlor, Sherry and Theo have an argument over Theo and Kevin in the storage room. The family discovered that Luke is on his way to Hill House. Hugh reveals to Stephen that Stephen has been seeing ghosts all along without realizing they were ghosts, and that none of them are mentally ill. He reveals that the treehouse Stephen and Luke speak of at Hill House was never there, and that the cranes are like an 
unfinished meal to the house. Shirley and Theo also begin driving to Hill House to save Luke. Neil's ghost screams, scares them, and Theo breaks down, explaining that Shirley misunderstood her and Kevin. Nothing happened. The sisters... Luke tries to burn down Hill House, only to be attacked by the ghost of Poppy Hill, William Hill's insane wife. Okay, so first of all, William Hill himself is insane. And now his wife is insane? I am so confused. In the past, Olivia begins having disturbing paranormal experiences in the house. She sees a vision of a corpse of an adult Neil and Luke, and, encamp and encounters the ghost of Poppy Hill, who tells her the world outside will devour her children and she needs to keep them safe. Uh, Deserat and scared Olivia and Hugh decide she could take a break and travel to her sister, Jeanette's house. However, Olivia, now unstable and influenced by the house, influenced by the house, never goes. And the family's last night at the mansion starts to unfold. A devious Olivia takes Neil, Luke, and Abigail, who was sleeping over for a tea party in the red room, which is now open. Hugh realizes Olivia has poisoned the tea with rat poison to kill the kids. What kind of crazy did I just read? Believing this is the only way to keep them safe from the world. He see, saves Luke and Neil, but is too late to save Abigail. Terrified, he hurry, gets the kids out of the house where Olivia, wanting to wake up from her horrible dream, jumps off the top of the spiral staircase. Wow, this whole thing. I have a lot more questions than I do answers right now. Stephen and Hugh find Luke unconscious in the red room. Stephen, Theo, and Shirley all become locked inside with Luke and all experience nightmares about their lives as the house tries to kill them. All their siblings are saved by Neil's ghost. They awaken to find Luke dying. Neil's ghost explains that the red room is the stomach of the house and can disguise itself as a different room to each person to clean them while it digests them. This sounds like the Monster House, Chucky, and a bunch of other stuff all in one. It disguises itself as the treehouse for Luke, the gaming room for Steve, and, and so on. The siblings apologize for not saving Neil, and she assures them that they are all loved each other. Olivia's ghost keeps the siblings trapped, not wanting them to leave. Hugh convinces her to open the door, telling her he will make her a promise. She frees them and the aftermath of her death is revealed, including the fact that the Dublis were Abigail's parents. Hugh commits, uh, Hugh is dead, to be with Olivia and says goodbye to Stephen, entering the bedroom with Olivia and Neil. Two years later, siblings their bonds and celebrity Luke together with their parents. This is one kind of crazy. 
story here. Dang, I wasn't expecting that, were you? So that story took more twists and turns than I thought it would. And I'm curious to see what the haunting of Hill House is. Let's see if we could just read a little bit of the haunting of Hill House. Instead of watching it, let's read a little bit about it, or both. Maybe this will get me interested. Because I feel like if I don't understand the story, I'm just going to be like, what just happened? I don't understand. What did I just watch? What is going on? Seven sees a ghost. Seven Crane is an author known for the haunting of Hill House, an autobiography novel about his childhood experiencing while residing in the haunted mansion with his parents, Hugh and Olivia, Olivia, and younger sibling Shirley. Theo, Neil, and Luke. During their stay, the cranes encounter paranormal occurrences and are forced to flee without Olivia, who dies within the house, traumatizing the rest of the family. Years later, Seven used his family's traumatic experience to write his book, starting the bonds with his siblings, although Becoming a bestseller, he missed most of the frightening experience and does not actually believe in the paranormal. Theo falls in love with a woman, Trish. Stephen and Shirley miss calls from Neil, who then calls Hugh and expresses concern for Luke, who has become a drug addict. Once Stephen returns home, he finds Neil standing there. He receives a call from Hugh, informing him that Neil wants to, went to Hill House and is dead. Stephen realizes that Neil is a ghost. Well, thanks, Neil. That was something I was not expecting from you. Open casket. In childhood flashbacks at Hill House, Shirley encounters a box of abandoned kittens and takes them in. However, the kittens all end up passing away, which deeply affects Shirley, who observes over why she couldn't fix them. Later, during Olivia's funeral, an initial distraught Shirley is in the AWE that was able to fix her mother and return her previous beauty. As an adult, Shirley is a Morchin Shirley is a Morchin who owns a funeral business alongside her husband Kevin. <laughs> Every time I hear or see anyone named Kevin, I laugh because that's my cat's name. And it's funny because his birthday's the 10th of July. And I just find it funny. Because, well, that's his adoption day. I call it his birthday. We celebrate it. And rents a ghost house to Theo, who is now a childhood therapist. Shirley is informed of Neil's death. Distraught, she decides to embalm and fix her sister herself. However, while she's doing so, she encounters her mother's ghost. 
Y'all have a lot of ghosts in this family. And jeez, you need to like get some good luck charms. I don't know if they work or not, but sounds like you need some. Child Luke is frustrated as his family believes never believed him about the ghosts he sees, including his imaginary friend Abigail. Luke claims some bowler hat his mother finds in the attic and wears him. Present Luke is now 90 days clean. Since birth, Luke and Neil are able to feel the other's physical elements. Luke's best friend in rehab, Joy, flees to get high and Luke follows to get her back. Childhood Luke encounters the ghost of an abnormally tall man that comes to get its bowler hat back from him. Luke finds Joey but begins feeling unnaturally cold and stiff. Lacking money from a place to stay, Luke breaks into Stephen's apartment to steal I, oh goodness gracious, what did I just hit? Now it's going to take me to forever to get back to the place I was. Oh boy. Uh, sorry, this might take a moment. I think I'm going to pause you. Or leave you there. Okay, so I'm going to read just some basic facts. The Haunting of Blair Manor is an American drama, gothic, romantic, streaming television series created by Mike and released on October 9, 2020 by Netflix and mostly acts as an adaptation of the 1989 novel The Return of the Screw by Henry, but also includes other elements either based on James or other works are created for the show. It is also the second entry in Flame Against the Haunting series, acting as a follow-up to 2018's The Haunting of Hill House, which I have not seen. I'll have to look that up. Likely it's producers. Okay. Episode 1 it says The Great Good Place in North Carolina to 2007 a woman attends a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. There she tells the story of a para which dates back to 1987 in London. America's narrative Danny Clayton is hired by Henry to look after his niece and nephew in their manor in Blay. Danny arrives with the cook, Owen, and meets the children, Miles and Flora, the housekeeper, Hannah Gross, and gardener Jamie. Flora warns Danny not to leave her room at night, but Danny ignores this. She finds many talismans spread throughout the manor, one of which belongs to the previous para, Rebecca, who allegedly harmed herself. Hannah describes the talesman as a production of Fuller Flora. She sees a man on the... I have no idea how to pronounce this word. Paper mint? When Danny stumbles on the Lady of the Lake's talesman, she is locked in Flora's cupboard by Miles, she sees a specter she has seen repeatedly in a mirror in the closet. Danny is let out a few hours later and knows his muddy footprints. When she follows them outside, she sees Miles and Flora 
staring at her from the win their windows. Danny tells the children that while she forgives them for locking her in the closet, she does not believe their story. In a flashback to his days in prep school, Miles exhibits bad behavior, picking fights, uh, hurting animals. He is expelled. It is suggested that Miles wanted to be expelled as he holds a letter from Flora that says, come home in the present. Danny makes the children do house chores, giving Hannah and James a break. Danny has a panic attack when Flora tries on a pair of broken glasses she finds among Danny's things. Miles acts adult-like towards Danny, which creeps her out. While playing a game of hide-and-seek, she discovers a photo of Rebecca and her lover. Her lover is the same person she saw on the parrot, and her appearance, again, Miles fails, falls, and the ghost grins at Miles. <sighs> okay. Flashback to a year before reveals that the ghost whom Danny saw earlier is Peter Quint, who works with Henry and meets Rebecca when she interviews for the pair position. They begin a relationship. Flora gives Rebecca the doll she made of her. Peter becomes possessive of Rebecca and jealous of Rebecca's interaction with Owen. The photo that Danny finds is revealed to have been taken by Peter in the off-limit wings of the house, and that Hannah disapproved of their relationship. In the present, the police fail to find Peter on the grounds. Assuming Peter is alive, the adults decute that Peter may not know Rebecca is dead and may be stalking the grounds. Flora is found by the lake in the morning. Staring at Rebecca's ghost, a story time, Miles presents a story about puppets who forgot their maker and mocked them. They receive a call and learn that Owen's mother has died. Danny has a panic attack once again and screams as she sees the specter appear before her. Let's continue reading a little bit of what some of this stuff says. Okay. In a flashback, Danny is eager. In a flashback, Danny is engaged to her childhood friend, Amando. One night during a date, Amando realizes Danny's not want to marry him and the two fight in the car. As Amando exits the car. Angrily, a truck runs him over and kills him. A traumatized Danny sees Amando Spectre from the first time at the hospital and plans to leave the country without telling anyone. Amando's mother gives Danny Amando's glasses before she leaves. At Blair Manor, Danny joins the house staff at a bonfire after Owen's mother's funeral. Jamie's inhabitants, a traditional remembrance of the deceased throwing bones into the fire. 
but Danny does not participate. Danny and James fall in love. Danny later awakens in a darkened super by Flora notice the faceless doll in her dollhouse. The children prevent her from seeing a white clayed female spirit wondering the manner after putting the children to bed. Danny burns Amando's glasses. I think it's Amando. I could be pronouncing it wrong and I'm sorry if I have. Okay. Hannah's flashback and forth events at a different point in time. Some real and some imaginary. The day she interviewed Owen for the cook position the night of the bonfire when he offers to take her to Paris and the time of Rebecca's appointment at the manor. When Hannah caught Peter stealing from the wing graves one night, Peter is killed by the lady in the lake, the faceless, the faceless white called ghost who tracked mud into the house. As a ghost, he discovers he has possessed Miles. Hannah sees Miles speaking to Peter. Peter then possesses Miles and shoves Hannah down the well, killing her. Danny arrives at the manor after, revealing that Hannah was killed right after that moment and was unwilling be a ghost since Danny arrived. The episode ends at the bonfire, where Hannah agrees to go to Paris with Owen, only to see him tossing, toasting her goodbye as he leaves with Jamie. Flashback reveals that Henry was having an affair with his brother's Dometic wife, Charlotte, before their death and is Flora's biological father. After deciding this, Dominic cuts ties with Henry, resulting himself as Flora's father and forbidding Henry to contact the family. Dominic and Charlotte travel to India and attempt to save their marriage, but are killed in an accident. In the present, Henry drinks heavily and refuses to answer Danny's calls when Flora behaves strangely and sleepwalks. At night, he calls the manor, hoping Flora will answer, but hangs up when anybody else does. Flora repeatedly dream hops, flashing back to the past and dreams about Charlotte and faceless boy ghosts in her room. She speaks to Rebecca's ghost, who visits her at a night, and as the cause of these occurrences. Danny ends up seeing Rebecca and Peter's ghost as she tries to flee with Flora. Miles kicks Danny unconscious. Dang, there is a lot of twists and turns in this story. I don't like. Dang. In flashbacks, Peter learns the machines of being a ghost at Blair Manor. He is able to possess the living temporary, but can do so permanently if he is invited. If a ghost remains in Blair Manor for too long, they will lose their face along with the sense of self. As a ghost, Peter convinces Rebecca they can be together forever if she invites him to possess her. Rebecca agrees, but Peter walks into the lake in her body, drowning her 
Ed. Regarding her, it goes as well. Rebecca is horrified and feels betrayed, but Peter convinces her that using the same method, they can permanently possess Miles and Flora, letting them start new lives together. In the present, the ghosts and their children take Danny to the attic while the ghosts interact with their plan. The children let the ghosts possess them. When Hannah calls out to them, Peter says Miles leads her to the well where he killed her. Forcing her to accept that she is a ghost, Flora fears that she and Rebecca only pretend to carry out the possession, and Rebecca's ghost is still separated. Danny once again attempts to escape with Flora, but is attacked by the Lady in the Lake. Centuries ago, the owner of Blair Manor, Blair Manor, uh, Will Burke, okay, I'm just going to say Will, dies orphaning his two children, Violor, Viola and Preta. Viola marries their distant cousin, Arthur, to Charming, who has fallen for Lorna. After having a daughter, Isabella, Viola falls ill with a lung disease. She refuses her last rites, insisting she will not leave. She becomes bitter, angry as her disease worsens and she is isolated from the family, frequently searching for her daughter. P-E-R-D-I-T-A, no longer able to tolerate her sister's worsening condition, smothers Viola to death and marries Arthur herself. Viola's spirit is trapped in the chest in the manor, filled with dresses and joy she to Isabella, Arthur's fiance, finances withdrawal and risk of losing house. P E R D I T opens the chest, hoping to sell Isabella's inheritance to keep them afloat. Viola's spirit kills. Preta, finding Preta's corpse, Arthur fears the chest is cursed and sinks it into the lake on the property before leaving with Isabella. Viola becomes the lady in the lake, searching the manor for her daughter at night and killing anyone in her path, her memory fading along with her face over centuries. Okay, we have one more. And dang, this thing has taken more turns than I thought it would. I actually like reading about it and maybe watching it will be more interesting. As Viola drags Danny by the throat, she is in strict interrupted by Flora. Flora reminds Viola of Isabella, so she takes Flora to the lake to drown her. Danny saves Flora by letting Viola's ghost permanently inhabit her body releasing all the previous trapped souls that had died in the house over the centuries. Henry returns to Blair Manor to raise the children as his own. Owen and James find Hannah's body in the well. Danny and James leave for America to start a new life. I am rereading this in my head. 
leave for America to start a life together. As five years, Danny starts to see Viola's affection and worries her appearance may harm Jamie. During their visit to Owen's restaurant in France, she reveals that Flora and Miles do not recall the events of Blair Mara and only have happy memories. Danny wakes one night with her hand around Jamie's neck. Not willing to risk Jamie's life, Danny returns to Blair Manor and drowns herself in the lake, taking Viola's place. The storyteller now reveals that a middle-aged Jamie ends the story and enjoys the wedding reception. But now, grown-up Flora with Miles, Owen, and Henry. In her hotel room, Jamie waits by the door, hoping to reunite with Danny's ghost, who watches over her as she falls asleep. Oh, it's kind of romantic and creepy. You like a creepy romance? This is a show for you. Today we are talking about Find a New Show Friday, and that would be The Haunting of Bayville. Characters, Danny Clayton, Peter Quint, Hannah Gross, James, Velma, Miles, if I can't pronounce it, I'm just going to give you what I can, Dominic, Judy, Arthur, Owen, Karen, Doll Face Ghost, Father's Day, Plague Doctor, Fiance, Mike Flanagan made the show. Henry James, the writer. Kevin Butterscotch is back! He seems interested. Guy's giving a toast. He talks about half of the marriages don't end in divorce. I guess it's like a little joke. On how half marriages do end in divorce and the other half doesn't. So I guess it's his way of being funny. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Let's give it an old good little. Ha 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 die. Run go to the beach. Live in housekeeper. Woman goes in for a job. Gives up her life for someone else's children. She really wants the job. Said having more than 11 kids in class was too much. Just two she could make a difference with. Kevin Butterscotch has gotten bored and left. She is seeing a black ghoul figure in the mirror. Driver wants want to France to become a chef. Very cool. Can I have a spin-off of a show of him, please? So that is Owen. Danny is the girl's story we are hearing. Danny, Flora is giving Danny a tour of the house. Owen is the chef at the manor. They're having dinner together. But no adult is getting with the kids but Danny. So, like, no one is actually eating but Dan. But she doesn't get English tea very well. I actually understand that. Not everyone does. 
No one likes it. Miles will give her pointers on how to make tea. This is based on the turn of the screw. United Kingdom. Danny has a butterfly clip. It belonged to the other governess, a pearer. She sees the black ghoul figure. Niece and nephew, doll without a face, stays in the dark corner of the room. Flora does not like it when she touches the doll. The death of the parents is why she got the job. She makes tea late at night. Says it tastes good to her. Next morning, Danny talks with Flora about the lady in the lake. So far, the book and TV show go hand in hand for the most part. Heavy breathing, phone rings, and no one answers. Garden didn't say hi to Danny. Water face down. Poor Flora saw this happen. Miles ran where the housekeeper was cleaning. Danny told him he has to mop it. He should not have done that. The, it is just a bit of mud. Florid doll has gone down the trash chute. Cell is creepy. Reminds me of my brothers who would take off my doll's heads when we were kids. Flora is not mad at Miles for doing this. Miles got into a fight. He had a hurt hand. So that was my review of Find a New Show Friday. I think I could watch more episodes and see what it's about and whatever else it has to offer. I did not know it was a book until I looked up the characters' names and found out that, hey, this is a book. And I thought, how interesting. I did not know this. And I thought it was interesting. Because you don't always know. Let's see. Today, I got up early because my dog kept licking me everywhere. Ear, eye, nose, mouth, everywhere. Like, ugh, so gross. Well, I woke up early, fell back asleep on the couch upstairs, thought I was holding the cat. It was not the cat. Fun fact, don't leave me with random stuff because I will think it's a pet. We celebrated my grandfather's birthday. We, I had a late dinner. I... Didn't get to have any cake because it was chocolate. Sadly. Chocolate in my stomach? Not a good combination. I did this one late because I had the 3D printer going all day to make some little birthday fun gifts for my grandfather. And that thing is so loud. And so annoying. It is loud and annoying. <laughs> I guess that's the conversation of the day. <laughs> loud, annoying sounds. Okay, today, the content could be a little more chore for audiences. So please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission.
Hi there, it's the Susan Anna May, and it is nighttime. I wanted to say I hope y'all had a great evening and a great day, and that we just try to wind down, try to have some nice dreams if you can, try to ease yourself into the relaxing mode, try to get some breathing and alone time if you can or if you want to, and just enjoy a peaceful moment, and hope you all can just calmly and nicely go to bed, and I hope that you all have a great evening, and that your evening is filled with some peaceful fun, and relaxation, and some nice thing.